What's up, everybody? Robin E. here on a new episode of Pillow Talk. As always, appreciate you guys for tuning in with me. Thank you so much for that. Pillow Talk is growing a little bit, you know what I'm saying? It's getting a little up there, so that lets me know people are telling other people who are tuning in. You know, I'm big on support. I'm always sharing stuff, telling people about other artists, about entrepreneurs and stuff. So sharing and supporting is definitely a way of life if you're trying to be somebody who is doing entrepreneurship or is venturing out on their own. Do that shit. Do that shit. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Shout out to Alan Wilder. Yes, I had him on uh, my show a couple episodes back. Um, he's a Chicagoland artist, and he just dropped his 3 a.m. visual, lit as fuck, okay, lit as hell. He has worked extremely hard on this project. Um, it was shot by King Art, who is dominating Chicagoland area on the visual right now. Make sure you guys check him out, too. But the visual's up. It's on YouTube, so make sure you guys go search Alan Wilder <laughs> featuring your girl. No, I mean, he, uh, you know, he featured Pillow Talk on there because any real nigga would listen to Pillow Talk first thing in the morning. Stop playing with me. So thank you so much for that, Alan. Um, I'm super proud of you, super excited for you. This is definitely your moment, your time. Um, make sure you guys check him out, man. It's really, really lit. I always get excited when people who have been doing something for a long time finally release a project. The anticipation be like through the roof. So I really feel like you guys are going to rock with this. You're going to love the visuals as well, but I really think you're going to see more of Alan as an artist um, in his wilder persona. New Blacklist episode dropping right now. So this would be Blacklist episode number 11. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, this is always one of the most anticipated topics that I talk about. And I think it's interesting because it's reoccurring as far as black-centered. Everything that's going to be in this episode is targeted directly at the black community. So I always get excited when people write me and ask me what I'm going to put on the next Blacklist episode or if they could talk about this or they heard this or they heard that. That's really awesome. Um, again, people ask, how do I pick stories? for blacklist and it's really just a mixture of things something that catches my eye along with something that other black people are talking about or should be talking about um you do have to obviously be relevant with what's going on but i use flipboard which is like a free little news app but um i use different news apps cnn and stuff to just source out different stories and then if something catches my eye i'll go search it somewhere else find other stories in relation to it to you know kind of get the whole picture because obviously um people you know they lie <laughs> the news lies so um that's how I, I do that that's how i do that i had a couple of people that inboxed me about that so i just thought i would share that with y'all um i don't watch the news habitually you know i feel like growing up you know your parents teach you how to watch the news because they watch the news and your grandparents watch the news but we live again in a different time where we can actually make our own news we can actually find other sources and find kind of the opposite side of everything that's being told so for me i like to research things on my own if it's something that's relevant to me obviously something relevant to my life then i want to dive more into it to see what i can find but fuck the news 
it's a lot of censorship and ethics that go into that. So don't believe everything you see on the news. I hope you're not one of those people that sit back and say, the news said it so it was right because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> Bringing y'all today a couple of topics, um, things, again, that caught my eye and I wanted to share with you guys. So blackenterprise.com, that's a great news site for black stories they do a lot of coverage on black equity black businesses they talk about you know black tragedies too because unfortunately that plagues us everywhere we go but i would check them out they have a lot of good stuff on there i usually browse through there they posted that a rap competition awarding a thousand dollars was created to speak on financial literacy mind blown mind blown um, a rap competition was funded in collaboration with Investor and STEM 16 aimed to learn financial literacy to the world one bar at a time. So that's their little motto. That's their little motto. It's a new competition created by Ron Livingston. He's the founder of STEM 16, which is like science, uh, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. New York-based group project. Um... They aim at educating the youth about learning all of the things through rap music. Um, so his STEM 16 is a amazing program um, aimed at encouraging endangered youth, quote unquote, blacks and minorities um, to gear more of the science and technology and the arts and engineering and be able to express themselves through the use of rap music. Lit as fuck. Lit as hell. We got some real real shit um ron livingston mentioned that blacks focus so much on investing with real estate and then they don't really realize the debt or easier ways to invest so i thought that that was wow you know damn you kind of hit it right there in the head not that real estate is bad um i just think it that is a tricky game that is a slippery slope and there is more to lose than to gain i feel like in that situation but if you know different ways to invest your money in order to achieve the real estate then maybe it's you know can be different um he also mentions how easy it is to invest and how um, you're able to get involved in the stock market a lot easier now versus you know back in the 70s or the 80s you have apps that you can manage and you can literally start investing with as little as two dollars so i think it's really dope anytime blacks start talking about investing stock markets all of the things that they tell us we're not supposed to be talking about why aren't we able to culture ourselves to the whole extent what's wrong with us expressing you know our knowledge and our interests in a higher level period clapping for that shit what let me tell you how to invest baby girl so you can be getting you a new weave every month like these are the type of conversations we should be having but we don't have for whatever reason it's the thousands of reasons but to me the number one reason is fear of ridicule and i don't even know why the fuck you know we care so much about ridicule from our peers because at the end of the day, if they fuck with you, they fuck with you. If they don't, they don't. Uh, same thing with family, toxic people. But we tend to focus too much on what other people think about what the fuck we be doing. And if there's an interest for us to do something a little off, something a little, I don't know, non-black, 
And the only reason that it that it even considered non-black is because we weren't allowed to do it for so long. We never had opportunities to excel in that type of environment to show other blacks that we can do it too. So the rap contest um, had over 200 submissions. And so as of right now, they only have 25 that they've made for the final round. Contestants had to stay on topic with financial literacy um, use clean language, no cursing, 16 bars per one minute, along with the video and lyric quality. So if you got some free time on your hands, go check out some of the videos. Um, the IG page is Stock Market Tracks. I looked at a few and they was going they was going in a little bit. They was going, I had to play it back a little bit on some, make sure I caught the gems. But, you know, they was going crazy. They was going crazy. So I thought that that was really dope that these, you know, intelligent black men decided to create a rap battle contest, which is a big ass part of black culture. Let's not front. Every nigga want to be a rap star, period. <laughs> um, cash prize. We like money. Who doesn't? But the fact that you threw financial literacy in there along with no cursing and things like that really brings the artistry, I think, more out of someone. It's easy for you to say, let's get this money, bang, 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 fuck these bitches. But let's talk about how you're going to invest your money into this stock market and how you're going to increase your stock so that you can buy this house in Tampa or you can invest in something else. You know what I'm saying? So it was really dope, I thought, for them to sit back and think of a creative way to get people involved. I wish I could rap. I really can't. Um, maybe when I'm drunk. I think I've rapped twice like on some serious shit and it was bars oh i wish i had the video i wish i had the video my girl recorded me um one of my old friends she recorded me and i was going ham you know it's one of those drunk nights you know what i'm saying but <laughs> i thought that was really dope if you had to talk about financial literacy or reparations you know or something in that magnitude of rap 16 bars do you think you could do it no cussing no vulgar language, real lyrics. I feel like I should make a contest now, but I don't know. I, my shit would, it would be like reparations or like chivalry. <laughs> you know, why do fuck boys exist? Something like that. But um, that was really dope. So make sure you guys check out again, the IG page, Stock Market Tracks. So, a high school in Alabama, I suck at saying this shit, Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, we gonna roll with that, um, created the first of its kind, an African American studies class, stop playing with me, uh, WBRC.com reported that Central High School paved a new way by implementing an African American studies class for high schoolers, nigga. Now, for anybody who doesn't understand the magnitude, let's back it up. Going through school, what did you learn about America's history? What did you learn about black history? Again, I always like to refer back to my favorite little phrase. We were slaves, and then we went to civil you know, rights, and then we had Rodney King. So it's like... There were certain things that I didn't learn about my black culture until I got to college. 
Juneteenth for me was the main thing. I did not learn about Juneteenth until I got to college. You understand what I'm saying? Something that was so powerful and monumental to the black culture, in addition to America's so, you know, infatuation with the Independence Day, 4th of July. Why wouldn't you mention that shit throughout history? You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you mention more black investors or black business owners or black creators or other black tragedies that happened too? But that was a big signifier for me of all of the knowledge of my culture that I had been missing all of my life. So for this high school to take it upon themselves to implement this African-American studies class is great. I think that it has a bigger message than everybody realizes right now. But what you're doing is you're starting that seed that really should have been started back in grade school. We should just implement it. If we're gonna throw LGBTQ shit in the curriculum, then we might as well have shit, a, a Spanish studies, Chinese studies. I mean, we might as well signify all of the minorities and all of the other races that have faced injustices while dealing and being in America. So um, Professor John, I think it's Giggy, G-I-G-G-I-E from the University of Alabama, calls it history of us, lit. Hoping to bring um, this idea in this class to middle schools as well. So here we are, implementing the seed. Now let's trickle it down to the younger generation, which is just as impressionable, if not more, than high schoolers. Shit, let's reach it down even more to the grade schoolers. Let's let's implement a little bit there where we can too. Let's just continue on with this trail. The professor states that he wants to implement community-based projects as well um, to take on the knowledge outside of the classroom. Huh? I picture like community days or like parades. I well here where I live. Um, outside of Chicago suburb area we have a Juneteenth celebration that happens here too and I wasn't even aware of that shit do you understand like until I went to college so other schools um, around the Central High School want to implement the plan as well I just think this is so lit I mean knowledge really is power and when you know more you're able to do more you're able to think more critically about things more openly about things it's time you know what i'm saying it's time for america to just bear all of its tragedies at this point you're telling us to get over slavery telling us to get over this get over that okay let's then let's change some shit let's change some things around all this time growing up going through the school system not once have they thought to implement african-american studies class when we were such a monumental part of america culture like what the fuck so that's why this is crazy i'm here up in chicagoland area and i didn't have you know what i'm saying i didn't have no african-american studies class in high school i'm right outside chicago and this is alabama and then this is now this is now 2019 um i graduated high school in 2011 so this was back between you know 2010 9 and 11 and then the years before that i mean never once has this concept been implemented and actually been able to happen i'm sure people have probably thought about it have probably pitched it have probably did thousands of things to make it happen but it never got there so i commend this high school for taking that jump and this is alabama 
down south. You know what I'm saying? If there's anywhere in America that a lot of tension still arises is down south. You know, they still got plantations and slave quarters and shit up up down there, which I don't understand. I want that shit gone. But yeah. So, uh that's lit. That's lit. Hopefully they can implement that all around America. That would be great. I I'm definitely going to pitch that shit to um the high school that I went to and see what the fuck is up cuz that would be great. Of course you guys all know Shelly Ann Fraser Price, okay? Uh Jamaican native just became the fastest woman in the world. That was like my fake Jamaican accent. Yeah. Um with the time of 10.71 seconds in the women's 100 meter final at the world championship. That's lit as fuck. Black girl magic. That's lit as hell. This is her fourth world championship um, in discipline and eighth world title overall. That's lit. I didn't even know she was this, um, I don't know, what do you call championized or whatever the case is i didn't know she won all this shit um but for her to be able to break that title and become the fastest woman in the world is lit as hell she just had a son too so well he's two so she didn't just have him but you know you know what i'm saying she mentioned in an interview that she is a unicorn she was rocking this rainbow colored hair as she won the title she then continued on saying people always say they never see a unicorn but here i am this phenomenal event is actually known for poor attendance, which was crazy to me. Um, and it's the same for like men and women. So nobody really uh, was able to see the event. I mean, it kind of just happened as as normal. So I wish more people would have been able to see that. Um, but still, it's a victory nonetheless. It's a victory nonetheless. So she was also a part of the advocate for um, long-standing maternity policies for sponsored athletes. So I thought that that was cool too. I guess, um, I mean, well, all athletes, I think in any level, I mean, I know in college and stuff like that, it's, it's a little different, but um, they all endure short-term maternity leaves. Um, you know, women, they're not able to stay up home that long and they're expected to be back they're expected to be in shape they're expected to start training so to be an advocate for that and then to be able to come out and do this is really really dope like I mentioned before she has her son Zion which is two years old and she stated that um she would have would have had to leave right away um you know had she had had her son um, with everything going on with the policies but since she was an advocate pushing for that because the laws were changed um, she was able to spend more time with him and I think you know just healing being able to have that connection and actually healing your body you know what I'm saying they want you to just push the baby out and go run the fucking field but it takes time carrying a baby is a lot of work I don't have kids but I can just imagine <laughs> so shout out to you boo you did the damn thing um cnn.com covered that story and i love the fact that she you know rocked the unicorn hair we getting all you know deep with it like okay i'll see you sis because you're definitely a unicorn for fucking it up like you did last but not least uh the afton williamson update so i don't know if you remember this was like a couple of episodes back um i reported this story where she 
is an actress on the show called The Rookie that comes on ABC, I believe. And uh, she had accused two people of sexual and racial um, discrimination and, you know, assault. She came out publicly with it, full force, full throttle, after she had went to the HR within the show, within the production, telling them what was going on. They stated that they would follow up with claims, but nothing had been done for months. Nothing had been done. During that time, she was still there. She was still working there. Um, she took a leave of absence a little bit before season two started due to everything that was going on. Demetrius Gross, Sally uh, Signovich, Signovich, I don't know how to say that, some Italian shit. They were the accused um, partakers. So a woman and a man, she accused them of sexual, you know, reaches, racial slurs. So she was facing double uh, the abuse while being on set. And I just thought it was interesting that it would be a woman, too, that would be involved. Um, Gross was her co-worker, so she was a co-star, I should say. So she spent a lot of time with him while she was there, obviously, which allows a lot of things to happen. But the lady was a hair designer. She was, like, head of the hair department. Like, bitch, <laughs> I will fuck you up behind these motherfucking clippers. Like, bitch, what? So... She was written off the show. Season two started. Again, she was promised that the investigation would be done. Um, that Gross, the co-star, would be fired. He'd be let go. He was on suspension, and he was there. After she made the allegations to, initially to HR, um, she was told that Gross would be on immediate, you know, suspension following the allegations. The very next day, she had to do a, sh you know, recording for the show and she had to do a scene with him. So everything about the situation is just fucked up. Everything about it seems brushed over, seems put under the rug, seems like they didn't really give a fuck about what she was saying. And they were so quick to write her ass off. She didn't want to come back season two, obviously. Why the fuck would you? Gross decided to have his own investigation conducted. HR never really conducted a full investigation. To my knowledge, um, Gross is the one that actually initiated an investigation due to the fact that he was facing the ridicule and stuff like that. But the HR never even took the initiative to look for her claims, see what was going on, question anybody. Never once did they take immediate action. Everything was delayed, obviously, until she started opening her mouth to the media about the situation. Now y'all want to act like y'all going to do some shit about it. But it's like, why? Still, 2019, we still dealing with this racial and sexual discrimination and it's just really fucking it's just really fucking sad seriously i don't know um i'm fucked up about it because she's a fairly new actress she doesn't have you know long list of things that she's been on so this show was really an opportunity for her to get that work get that exposure you know get that little clout that she needed on a primetime station on abc with other co-stars good time slide all the type of things that you want when you're trying to succeed in the actor you know world i just feel like she was sabotaged um somebody if not them or someone else you know felt like she was too fucking good and they needed her gone. 
and they knew how to make her uncomfortable. They knew things to say. And you know the type of shit people will say when they want to piss you off or when they want to get under your skin. I wasn't there, obviously. <laughs> so I don't know everything. But she doesn't seem like the type of woman to lie or facade some shit, you know? And the fact that this has been going on for so long is what pisses me off even more. Had it been a white bitch. Okay, had it been Miley Cyrus talking about allegations or some shit like that, bam, shit would have hit the fan then. Or had Afton joined the Me Too movement. Now she could have just, you know, would have been viewed as jumping on the bandwagon, which a lot of people I think are doing any fucking way. Now your story is not going to be valid because you're just doing this shit for clout. Why do we have to find reasons for a person to lie versus believing the truth that they are telling us? Why the fuck does she got to lie? She has no vindictive motive from this. There's nothing to gain, especially with her being a new actress. If anything, she's put herself at more risk of being unwork, you know, workable with because she made these allegations that have now been found false by an investigation that was conducted by the accused. What type of bullshit is that? How can you, you know, in some findings especially under an investigation that was done or you know conducted from the person you accusing of course they're going to say the shit is wrong or inconclusive because they don't want to go to jail or get fucking in trouble all i can do is you know pray for my sister and i'm sorry that this happened to you i'm sorry that this happened to a beautiful black woman in hollywood trying to make it i wish that other actresses other black actresses like Halle Berry or Angela Bassett or all of these other powerhouses um, took some time to actually reach out to her and support her. If other black women in the industry were supporting her a little more with this accusation, I think that different outcomes would have happened. But since she is a newer actress, again, um, this was just something that was brushed under the rug. So I just thought I would share an update with you guys on that. I mentioned that a little while ago and um, finally saw an update and it just kind of pissed me off. Gross uh, made a comment stating that he was happy that the trying time was over, which means he's ready to get back on dirt. No, I'm not gonna, you know, clown motherfuckers. I don't know everything that happened, but I believe her. I believe her and I feel that she has potential to be someone in Hollywood and somebody wasn't feeling that shit and decided to throw a wrench in it and it worked i hope to see her in something else soon i hope that she still does get more work because this was just really a misfortunate you know situation that happened and last but not least we have the byron allen versus comcast lawsuit that was recently um approved to be heard by the Supreme Court. So Byron Allen is suing Comcast for $20 billion, um, claiming that they are racially discriminating against black owned stations. So this is big. This was, wow, um, something that nobody thought was actually going to get to this type of magnitude. So I think that it actually did what it was meant to do. And I don't know if Comcast is a little worried right now, but um, it's going to court, you feel me? <laughs> um, he filed this motion for this lawsuit in 2015. So for almost five years, he's been trying to get this implemented. 
he stated for years that he's been trying to get his um, entertainment studio onto the Comcast network and was unsuccessful. But he was able to get it on Verizon, Dish, DirecTV. So he felt like they were always coming up with excuses as to why he couldn't get on. They mainly stuck with the outcome of they don't have room for new um, television series and new shows and shit like that. But obviously, you know, we've seen new shows that have come out over the years, you know, that are more white focused or just not black you know not black owned that have been able to get added to the comcast lineup without any success for alan so alan's entertainment studio lineup has 43 syndicated television series it's eight cable networks okay and this man owns the weather channel okay he bought the Weather Channel for $300 million. So it's not like he's just some um, jack. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like he a nigga that don't know nothing. Clearly, he knows something. Clearly, he's about his shit. So why wouldn't they pick up, you know, this this entertainment lineup? Why wouldn't they want to acquire that as well? It seems weird. Um, I don't know. But now that his lawsuit has been approved, he's got a lot of support from the NAAAP, um, a lot of celebrities, Killer Mike was talking about him as well. So everybody's really jumping on the bandwagon here for this because if we're going to be real for a second, you know what I'm saying? If we're going to speak on it, let's speak on it. There's always been issues for us to get ahead. Um, there's always been problems for us to get ahead and it's never been a choice, which is really what reparations and having our 40 acres, acres and a mule is about. It's about having the choice to go to this all black place or go to this cultural mixed place or go to this white place. But when you don't have the choice, now you're forcing us to abide or to listen or focus only on what you're able to give us, only on what you allow us to enjoy versus giving us the choice to go to a black network or go to something black and have that influence be more powerful and more connected. I believe he's going to focus on um, using that reference um, of civil rights stating that you can cannot discriminate um, a person of color you know with any business aspect you cannot racially discriminate so I hope I hope that something comes of this I hope that it's not something that's tossed aside tossed away you know again Alan is a renaissance black man i mean he also secured disney's 21 regional sports channels okay so that owns like the rights to broadcast professional sports sport games across the country so it's like he got the clout you know what i'm saying and he has a lot of influence obviously within the media uh conglomerates so for comcast to consistently turn him down over a number of years and then acquiring the weather channel and then for to still tell your ass no it just seems like there's some disconnect there and i don't think that he's doing too much i seen some people online that were talking about it and then they felt like he was going too hard on this situation um you know you're 
your stuff's being streamed on other places, so you just need to enjoy that. But that, you feel me, that's not the point. The point is having that equal opportunity and that equal chance because you know that your shit's good. You know what I'm saying? You know that it's quality. You know that people would fuck with it. You know that people would like it. So for you to kind of, you know, push that aside for your own benefit um, or even just to keep things under control, which is pretty much the media's job. (laughs) They want to be able to control us and influence us in any way possible. And they're probably threatened. They're probably threatened and scared that if he is acquired that type of power, which is going to put him in a realm of way more consumers and way more, you know, followers and exposure, that people will start shifting. People won't start, you know, going too hard for what's already been displayed to us now that we have something else that we can enjoy and we can digest and, you know, fuck with. So, it's going there. It's up there. And I'll probably make sure I keep up on that. I would like to see an outcome reached, a settlement. I don't know if he's going to get the whole you dig. To me, that just seems pretty steep. I'm guessing that that's for years of possible revenue that he could have made had he been given an opportunity to be with Comcast. But um, I don't think they're going to give him that much, though. But anytime you throw a race in a pot, I'm sorry. There's a there's a good chance, you know what I'm saying, things can go the other way. But you have to really prove that. And I think that that's going to be the hardest thing for Allen and, you know, his team to prove. There's been racial comments that were made um, referencing, like, BET and shit like that. So they're going to try to use, you know, phrases and racially motivated um, situations to help back up the claim but that's going to be the task you know we live in a racist ass America you know everybody knows everybody's racist so it's really just about proving it at this point and um, getting our 40 acres and a mule and then some so do you think that this is overboard? Let me know what you think about it. Let me know what you think about all of the topics I talked about today. Um, kind of gave y'all a lot. Just wanted to quickly run down the black list for you. As always, make sure you subscribe to Pillow Talk Podcast, streaming on all major platforms. YouTube is coming soon. I know I say that all the time, but that's my God. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot going on right now. I've really just been dibble, dibbling and dabbling in a lot of other things, acquiring other skills, which have been throwing me off a little bit because really my podcast is my home base. So as long as I'm able to record an episode, I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm straight. But um, I'm getting a backdrop made. So that's really a hold up for me right now is getting a backdrop made. So hopefully... In the middle of October-ish, um, I'll have that ready, and you guys will be able to see me live in effect. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Peace out.